This is a Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Novels, presented by Westside Honda and 204 Skate Shop. Motocross news from around the globe, but mostly between Emerson and Brandon. We're not experts over here, but we've got microphones. Check us out on the web at BigMXRadio.com. Welcome to the Big MX Show, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, 204 Skate Shop, Capital Motorsports, and Westside Honda. Alright, we're going to recap the St. Louis Supercross, just happened uh, about an hour and a half ago, uh, things fresh in our memory, uh, just looking at the results right off the hop, we're going to go straight into the 250s, and a night that um, I think Martin Davalos uh, really shut some people up here, he uh, had himself a great ride. As things hit the ground here, um, I think he had a great ride, fast in practice, wins his heat, and wins the main event. I uh, can't take anything away from him. Well, I think uh, he does have the red plate for a reason. He is riding good, but a lot of people were wondering if he could pull this off and win this race. So he did. He rode really great. He rode solid. Led pretty much start to finish. Bogle chased him down a little bit. Um, showed he might have been the faster rider on the day, but Davalos pulled it off for the win. Pulled a couple more points out, up to eight now, and uh, going to make it tough for Bogle. Bogle's going to have to win every round on the way out if Davalos gets second to uh, get that championship. What do you think about Martin's ride there, Lee? Yeah, he definitely shut me up. I was one of the first people to start betting on him pulling a Davalos and going down somewhere, but... Uh, he definitely showed otherwise. He was solid tonight. He might not have been the fastest guy on the track, but he was definitely consistent every lap. He didn't show one little mistake, so that was obviously good to see out of him. And he, uh, yeah, he said carries red plate on the next round. So. Yeah, like uh, I, I honestly, I, I'm the one of his biggest critics. I, uh, if Martin Davalos is your most um, solid rider on your team, I think that's uh, nervous moments for uh, Mitch Payton. But as far as as Justin Bogle goes. He uh, dominantly wins his um, his heat race. He goes on to the the main event, and although pressing for the uh, the lead, never ends up making uh, making up a significant amount of time, and isn't able to make the pass. Well, no, and he did do a sweet knack knack in his heat race, so that's plus ten stop points. points. Yep, exactly. He should actually be, be two points ahead by Lee's math, but well, you'd think so. <laughs> But he did. He uh, had to make some passes. The lappers got in the way, and it seemed like the lappers were just in groups where they're kind of battling each other. So Davalos worked his way through there good. Bogle, as well, was moving through, you know, kind of making his passes quick. But Baggett was kind of a distance third, very quiet, didn't really matter, 12 seconds back type of thing. And Cunningham really stepped it up. With uh, fourth, was that another fourth? Did he get fourth last weekend? Um, I'm not entirely sure about that. He did have a good ride last weekend. uh, And uh, so I think he'll be pumped with the way that the night came out. Yeah, like I think Cunningham and Contanzaro rounding out your top five, that's uh, great rides for both of those. But as far as Bega goes, I think he just lost touch with the two leaders. Like you... uh, when you can't see the breaking points and you can't see uh, where the other riders are on the track, it's tough to be able to drop your lap times. Um, like, what what do you guys attribute to him not be, kind, of, kind of being off the pace? Well, Baggett got a terrible start. He started off at like 14th or something like that. So he actually mm-hmm. he actually did ride real good. He cut his way up to third by the end of it. So that's true. That was awesome. Um, obviously, when you start 14th, you're not going to be checking up on the leaders right off the bat. And, uh, yeah, Bogle was, he was on it. He was, looked like he was the fast guy on the track, obviously. He had that one mistake, though, coming through the lappers during that whole Dragon's Back section. He kind of cased that whole deal there, and he dropped a second and started getting hung up. And uh, that really ruined his, his ride for the night, because it looked by the end of it, he was, if he would have had another lap or two to make up for that, I think he would have eventually taken it. Yeah, and that, that was uh, Kyle Cunningham's best ride so far this year, um, only getting a... I believe it was a eighth at uh, Toronto. Um, basically, doubles up his score. He he's he gets a fourth uh, inside the top five. Same with uh, AJ Contanzaro. Um, Where did that kid come from? Like, uh, I just I, I didn't expect a ride like that from him. Although he did get a podium last year, I guess. Uh, he is good. He's always one of those guys that looks like he has the speed. Good in qualifying. 
um, make some passes with guys that you might not think that he should be riding with. But no, fifth place, that's solid. Um, just it's too bad for Matt Lemoyne coming in with a podium last weekend, finishing 21st this weekend. And he does kind of have the name of inconsistency here. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure that's the last thing that he wanted to go out on after a third last weekend. Yeah, like uh, the kid was lightning fast on 80s, moved into the pro class, hasn't really done a whole heck of a lot. Um, and, and back there in the back of the pack with him is um, one of our heat race runners from Toronto, Gavin Faith, uh, having some problems as well as Jeremy Martin um, was able to remount and get back on the track to collect a point. But um, at this point, as far as uh, J-Mart's got going, I, I, I can't imagine that he's thinking anything other than scrapping the Supercross season and starting to do some outdoor testing. Yeah, bolt on the outdoor suspension and go pound some laps because whatever he was trying to do for Supercross didn't work out this year. Season, yeah, right off the season, look forward to outdoor, make a splash for next year. Yeah. Uh, what about what, what do you think about uh, J-Mart for 2014, uh, Lee? Uh, my hopes aren't high. I'll be I'll be honest. It looks like his uh, his head might not be in the game or something. He hasn't he hasn't put out. He's got what one fourth this year or something. Yeah, uh, he had a, he had a great race last race. Yeah. Uh, he was in that was uh, his fourth place position. But you like, know, expectations wise, everybody you know kind of thought that's where he should be all year kind of thing. Yeah, and when, he should have been running up for the championship, yeah. is what a lot of people is thinking. And we've barely been seeing him scratch the top ten half the time, which isn't good for him, obviously. But, you know, yeah. we're bench racing here, so don't listen to anything I have to say. Oh, it's <laughs> like, uh, I think there's a lot of people who are wondering where uh, Jeremy Martin's head's at this year. Like, I just, I don't get it. He hasn't had the finishes, and he just seems to be uh, absolutely uh, blowing this season so far. But, uh... we'll see, looking out of the top ten here, too. Like, Richardson, we heard of him, but, like, Williams, Wentland, Starling, Von Linger, like, these aren't household names. Yeah, are and you trying to say that Jesse Wentland is not a household name? I just seen a J, and you threw the Jesse, so I'm going to take your word for it. And, <laughs> you know, it's, is this the next crowd, or what's happening? Are these guys going to be hanging out there for the rest of their life, or watching new kids kind of come up through the ranks? Or do you think, yeah, kind of the arena cross road to supercross is going to kind of slow that down and let these guys be potential right. top 10 guys next year? Well, I think a lot of these guys are legitimately making a decent career out of only racing supercross on the east or west. Um, they can get them because they've been giving uh, national points to these guys for a regional series. They can do halfway good in a few main events, end up getting themselves a national number, which is highly marketable to these sponsors to get a couple extra bucks out of them. They A lot of them don't race outdoors whatsoever. They do whatever they do. Race locally uh, in, in the summertime, um, like from wherever they're from. And yeah, guys like uh, Jesse, Jesse Wentland riding a, a Honda 250F, uh, running number 88. Um, he's, he's, he's found himself a little bit of a niche, and I think that's uh, um, very much the same for a Jackson Richardson um and uh, even a Gannon Audette, like uh, Gannon maybe riding a little bit more outdoors, but either way, um, I just don't see a whole lot of um, progression for these guys going forward. Like I don't really consider them that next step because um, they're not. A lot of those guys don't make the commitment to be racing a full year round. Well, then you're just a dick, and their moms are going to send you nasty letters. Fair enough, um, but kudos to Gannon Audette for getting inside the top ten. Um, Alex Martin, the uh, the I believe the older of the two Martin brothers, uh, fifth, the fifty five on the Yamaha, uh, he puts his rocker Yamaha into the ninth place position. Um, Lee, if I was to, if you were to place a bet before this season, uh, who was going to end up higher in points, Alex or Jeremy Martin? Where would you have placed your cash? Uh, well, to be honest, I didn't know there was two of them. <laughs> I had only heard of the one, so. Uh... And he had a, a good start to the main tonight. That was awesome. He started off second and was uh, yeah. dicing up there, which was super sweet, and then had that little get-off. So right now, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I'll put it on him, guaranteed. Yeah, he's been consistent. He's He's been a top 
10 guy, and I think that's the best you can really expect from a, a guy of his caliber. He's been on the 11-10 mods uh, in the past, now with Rock River, uh, taking that Yamaha to a ninth place position among guys like uh, Cole Thompson, Cotton Zero, Dakotas, uh, and Vince Freeze. I know Vince uh, having his issues in the main event and throughout qualifying. Um, yeah, a rough night for Vince Freeze, but uh, kind of salvages it with an 11th. Um, yeah, like I, I think that um, the cream has risen to the top with Martin Davalos, and uh, I think we're going to see more of the same going forward uh, unless uh, Bogle can uh, sneak in a few wins. That's what she said. Fair enough. Um, Kyle Cunningham getting a fourth. Uh, can we expect more of that from him there? Uh, I think so. Chris? Yeah. I think so. He's been uh, he's been super consistent this he's year. Got the, he's got the speed. He's got the speed, and uh, the results are slowly improving. So, yeah. I definitely would not put that by him. Well, and I think having Michael Essi as a teammate and someone to look up to is really a bonus. You know, just pretty much do whatever Alessi does, and you should be you know the next big thing. Because if you believe the hype, just follow Alessi, and he'll take you to nothing but gold, or at least green laser pointers. Green. All right, time for some commercials. Listen up. Manu Toy. I tell her, don't worry, just a little old two-wheeler. I don't worry. Till I get a whiff of a dirty me. Don't get next to her till I get next to Life Boy. Life Boy cleans dirt, cleans sweat, kills odor, all of it. Got enough deodorant to keep the clean smell going. Mm. Now she can start worrying. Deodorant Life Boy keeps the clean smell going. So, do you like stuff? Or possibly things? How about a huge selection of motocross and street bike gear from apparel brands like Troy Designs, Alias, Icon, and Power Bands? every single color you can think of. How about 25 years of custom suspension and motor service for a full service shop, all of which you can find at Capital Motorsports. Mention this Big MX podcast to receive a VP gas can with spout for only $40, as well as 100% off your next set of motocross tires. Just kidding, we can't back that up, but ask for about it anyway. Check out Capital Motorsports at 157 St. Anne's Road, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Or call them, not so toll-free, at 204-237-6686. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grom. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. From the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Suffolk, Manitoba has you covered. Check them out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. Call toll-free at 1-888-482-7782. Boom. Yeah, green laser pointers are uh, one of Mike Alessi's um, fortes. Uh, obviously, a lot of success in the 80s. Hasn't won a, uh, a series as a pro. Um, and, and another terrible ride from him tonight. Uh, he goes from hole-shotting the main event to ending up... 12th. 12th. Mm-hmm. So he he let uh, he was a turnstile, uh, letting a lot of guys through very easily. Um, I I definitely picked him for the whole shot because his, his his starts have been on, but uh, this guy puts it into reverse right after the first lap, and uh, I guess like um, I guess you kind of consider him a bit of a privateer team, so he's within the the top privateers of the bunch, but um, that's I, that's that's not a good ride from from Michael Essie. On what Lee was saying before, like fitness might be an issue, and we got into that last time. But uh, you might not think of Michael Essie; he might be in shape, but fitness is just something. Maybe he's 
getting tired, falling back. But to go from first to twelve and get passed by three guys at once in one corner, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like he knows his role almost. Like, hey, I'm just gonna get the fuck out of your guys' way now and move my way back to a brutal position. And I don't know, that's just gotta suck. Like, if you had a graph of Michael Essie, it just goes backwards until the race is over. Yeah, I I, I don't quite get it. You know, like he. Um, he's shown speed in the past. He's won heat races, although like there's this, he always has to have some carnage for that to happen. But a guy who enjoyed so much success and was so dominant up until the age of 15 and a bit, um, he just he doesn't seem to have that confidence when he rides. He's always looking back, and that's what I attribute his 12th place to. Well, yeah, I, I just think he's just mentally blown. Like with all the stuff that goes around with him. Usually, if you hear his name, there's nothing great attached to it. And he doesn't want to piss anyone off out there, so he wants to half get out of their way. But he doesn't, he shows he has the speed, but then what the fuck? Like, so he gets passed by everyone all the way back to 12 plates without crashing. Like, that takes, like, more skill to do that than to move up a couple yeah. places. Flip side of that coin, you have a guy who uh, has, been, has been known to not. Be bothered to uh, try out and and um, and and throw that stone at the uh, the the factory riders. Um, you have a guy by the name of Weston Pike who didn't have the greatest of evenings to the end of it. He ends up twenty second after I think having a mechanical after a bit of a spill. Um, him mixing it up with uh, with Barsha during the uh, the qualifying periods. Not scared of these uh, factory guys. He doesn't care who he's with. He doesn't care what the name on the back of the jersey says. Uh, he's there to race, and it was shown that he um, threw it back in there on Dungey in the, in the, I believe it was the heat race, and then um, goes ahead and um, is very vocal to uh, Justin Barsha on the way back to the pits. What do you guys yeah. make of that? Is, is that something you like to see? He shouldn't be scared. He's a friggin' beast. <laughs> he's out there with the factory guys on a privateer bike putting wheels to him every single weekend. Right. And, yeah, like Dungey, he just... He laid into him like he wasn't even there. He's like, no, this is where I belong, and pushed him up out of his way. Awesome. And then getting into it with Barsha there at the end, that was obviously entertaining to see, especially seeing Barsha kind of throwing words back at him, which probably wouldn't be the best idea if Weston decided to get off his bike. And For do sure. <laughs> yeah. But th- this is what we're going to see, and Weston Pike has the speed. He has the skill set. So why wouldn't he? He's in there. He, he beat Ryan Dungey straight up, you know? He got third in a heat race. Like, this is... He's yeah. at that level, so he's beat most of these guys straight up in this season. Yeah. So, he's got to look at that as like, yeah, no, I got this. I can beat you. And maybe the fact that he is kind of more privateer back, like, him, he's got help. He's got a chip on his shoulder, that's he doesn't for sure. Have, no, but he doesn't have anyone that's going to yell at him when he gets back to the pits for freaking out on another factory rider. If that was, say, Villapoto goes up and, you know... Bumps into Barsh and starts yelling. Yeah, not a great PR manager. Kawasaki PR. Somebody else who doesn't give a fuck is gonna be chirping at him. Pike goes back to his pits. He's like, "Yeah, whatever, man. That guy's a douche." Uh, Barsh goes back and Honda's probably chirping at him, like to not do anything. But I think the fact that he is more of a privateer guy in that situation might work to his advantage because he just kind of does what he wants and yeah, doesn't matter. Now, going forward to 2015, do either one of you guys see uh, Pike going anywhere other than uh, the Motor World Yamaha or Motor World Suzuki that he's on this year? We'll see. I don't know. Hopefully these teams have been taking notice of the rides he's been putting in because he definitely deserves a legit one, yeah. 100%. And uh, I don't know. We'll see because it is kind of a political thing. There's a popularity involved and stuff, and that's a huge, huge factor on who's getting well, the ride. I just don't find him to be marketable. I think it would be a great move for someone like BTO KTM to pick him up and be their lead guy behind Andrew Short. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, yeah, a little one-two punch. So it kind of puts them on the mark with two head, you know, name brand guys. Probably for not much money. You're not gonna, you know, he's not gonna be asking six digits or something. I'm sure. Maybe he is. Maybe that's why he's doing his own thing. But I think if you got him out there in a BTO KTM effort or something. Throw him on JGR. You know, if you did that, nobody would second guess it. It would be fine. He's just not one of those name brand guys because he's never had a name brand ride. So yeah. when if you throw him on, I think BTO would be a great spot for him, almost like in Gurky's spot. Gurky's good. You know, he gets injured, it seems. But 
he's not a marketable guy. His isn't a, isn't a you know one of those names that everyone goes to when they're picking favorite riders. So yeah, fill that spot. He's uh, like I think that that's definitely a ride that's up for grabs in 2015, and it's a factory backed KTM ride. Uh, I'm not sure. I've, I I think he he might have some uh, experience on them in the past, but either way. Um, but uh, getting getting towards the uh, the top three there, James Stewart three in a row, um, a great ride, very dominant. Uh, he made the pass right around lap ten, and um, wasn't afraid to throw it in on Villapoto. And after that, just checked out and see you later. Um, some of that I think is is to the the dominant uh, mindset that um, James Stewart's carrying with him right now, and a lot of that I think has to do with the fact that uh, Ryan Villapoto is completely fine with collecting his second-place trophies and eventually getting himself a championship. Well, and exactly, still going out there. I'm sure sometime on the pit board, uh, Williamson hung out that Dungey's in fourth. Yeah. And then with uh, Dungey's unfortunate Larry Lupo's Sea Rider move on the last lap there, moving him back about four spaces, I'm sure he's not pumped on that. But that gave Villapoto even more points. So he looks at this as okay. So yeah, Stewart won a race. Stewart's fast. He's going to win races, especially when he feels good. So take second place, move on to the next round with a bigger points lead somehow, and consider it a win, you know, or a positive, I should say. But no, I'm sure Dungy is not going to be happy after he watches that on videotape and sees what it actually looked like. Yeah, no, uh, d- uh, not a great night for Dungy. Uh, he qualified well. Uh, he he, uh, he he got thrown around like a little girl uh, by Weston in the heat race, but then uh, was was looking dominant. Was looking like his usual steady Eddie self uh, in the main event, and has a very uncharacteristic uh, loop out, which uh, I didn't see coming, but uh, it, it happened, and uh, he suffers the consequences of now only being one point up on Stu. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm pulling uh, James Stewart to be uh, your number one or your number two guy going out. Oh, like I think he's cool. going to have the, your second place position in the in the points. And see, thinking back, wasn't uh, Dungey wasn't he chasing Roxon at the time? Yeah, yeah. So he's got a little bit more on the table rather than just points. And probably at that time, he's thinking about KTM supremacy, probably. Yeah, and more than. You know, yeah, I gotta make this pass, but I gotta make this pass because this is some kid that I'm supposed to be kind of tutoring. Yeah, everyone wants to be the big dog under the tent, and um, I think for 2000, obviously, like without having two victories on the year, um, Ken Roxon's already really established himself as the uh, the more dominant of the two, and you gotta know that 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 bothers the former champion. Um, and so, yeah, like I think. Ken Roxon, he pulls down a fourth place position. Uh, un, like he didn't wasn't caught up in the Dungey thing whatsoever. Uh, another solid ride for him and Trey Kennard with uh, the his return to Supercross ends up fifth. A great ride from him. Uh, like I, I think I had him slotted around the ninth place position. He ended up doing a whole lot better, uh, mainly because uh, that that last lap deal with Dungey and Brayton, uh, two guys. But uh, he even picks off a guy like Eli Tomac, and uh, but uh, but it's also a solid ride from Josh Hill. Uh, I know last week we talked about uh, his ceiling kind of being around the ninth place position, uh, and I guess he would have been there if Dungey uh, hadn't uh, have made that. Um, uh, Larry Loop out as you uh, as you were, you called it. Um, well, taking out himself and Brayton too, right. so knocking two guys back. Exactly. So, but I, I think that that's a great ride for him, and, and racing's racing. So uh, he'll take that seventh, and uh, the jo- the Dodge Saquon team can be pretty happy with that. Well, true, and I think it's uh, it was a good night for Honda altogether with Barsha getting on the podium. He's kind of been bouncing around a little bit lately. Yeah. Tomac coming in with a sixth to follow up Kennard's fifth. So walking away from the day in not too bad a shape with third, fifth, and sixth. But yeah, that last, uh, it's unfortunate that Brayton got caught up in Dungy's move there too because he was having a good ride and just his line kind of led him to the outside there and taking him out into Dungy. 
Yeah, like Honda's had a had a great night. They always have a, a great night in the 250 class because uh, it seems like every privateer goes out and grabs himself a, a 2013 or 2014 uh, Honda. Because I do I do uh, notice there's a few 2013 Hondas out there uh, underneath some privateer efforts. But um, speaking of Hondas who do who did well, um, both Jimmy Albertson and Chris Bloss. Bloss on the 68 machine uh, last year riding for the Yamaha team uh, backed by. Um, and and Fab Tyloo, he's now on a privateer effort Honda, and he puts himself uh, inside the top thirteen. That's, that's a place. Top thirteen is <laughs> well, thirteen. <laughs> inside, in, he's he's a like that's one of the best rides he's had all year. So um, he 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 made he he's in with the guys like Albertson, uh, Gilmore, and uh, he just about caught up to Alessi. Um, but I, I think that's a pretty good ride for him. Oh, for sure, getting 13th on, I think he's on, on one of the most true privateer efforts. And it's got to feel nice to get up there and battle with the big boys. He doesn't who, even have a spare motor. No. Maybe not even spare socks. You know? I doubt he has spare socks. No. Although, and, if he was sponsored by 204 Skate Shop, he'd have Oh, I could hook him up with at least two. Um, so matching? Matching might be a trouble. Clean? Um... But when he's pulling into the pits and all these guys are pulling into big semi-trucks and he's pulling into his little rig, you know, it's got to feel good when there's guys behind you still yeah. pulling into big yeah. rigs. And by rig, you mean van? By van, I mean truck. Probably, uh, I think he's in the van. But anyway, um, speaking of other guys who also um, show up in a van, Tevin Tapia making the main for the very first time uh, in 2014. Ends up 20th, so he does score points uh, in 2014, but uh, or up point. Uh, tough year for him so far. Uh, he was kind of a mainstay in, in the in the main events. 2012, uh, still running. He's running a three-digit number for 2013, uh, or 2014 rather. Um, but uh, good ride from him. 2000, or he's in. He got, ended up getting. 20th, but uh, even making it into the main is an improvement from how he, he hasn't he hasn't made some night shows this year. Yeah, that's sweet. Made of the main, but I can't take anyone named Tevin too seriously. So, good for him. Awesome. Keep practicing, and then, uh, you know, maybe we'll see him crack that top 13. Fair enough. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I believe Stu for this year has, what, five victories? Yeah, and yeah, five? I think we're going to definitely see a couple more. We're coming. definitely going to see more. How, how many, with three races left, how many will he end up with? 14. <laughs> Your math is a little bit it's off. Terrible. But Sorry, you don't put me on the spot like that. No, he's gonna win. I think two out of the last three. Yeah, something stewardish is probably gonna happen. Play the odds out. Um, or RV's just gonna get pissed of getting second and pull out the stops. He was legitimately really sick last week, and I think it takes longer than a week at this level to get back to full fucking battle mode. Yeah, and I think battling with Stewart is kind of a good thing. Getting back in that speed, getting second, and stretching your points lead is never a bad weekend in when you're in the best of shape. Yeah. So I think once RV comes back, he's not the type of guy to pull any punches. You know, he'll take what he's gonna get. I think I think Stu's definitely got at least two left in him. No reason not to when he's confident. But I think this could be dangerous heading into outdoors because that's where he really does his damage and where he can really stretch out. Perfect season. Yeah, well, I don't think that's going to happen, but if you have a one second, if you're doing one section a little better than the other guys in a supercross track, that's one thing, but on an outdoor track, if you're having a good day, you can really stretch out a lead, and he could kind of maybe pull some of those Stewart wins that we have seen in the past. Right, and uh, I know like Ricky Carmichael has been known to say that the uh, championship doesn't start till Daytona, but uh, I think for this year, the championship was ended in Daytona with... Um, Stewart getting, um, I believe he, he got back out there and ended up finishing 20th, but, um, he, he put himself so far down in points, it's not going to matter how many races he wins going out, because honestly, uh, at this point, I don't see another win from RV, um, maybe, maybe he, he picks up one before the end of the year, but he seems very content to, uh, kind of set his sights on outdoor testing, uh, I think you're very much like uh, a Jeremy Martin. He's uh, going to the track on during, from week to week, riding some outdoors. He's setting up the bike. He's dialing that in, and um, he's just he's cruising this thing home. 
I think he got a bit of a reality check tonight, too, when Stewart put that uh, that pass on him. He came pretty close to going down, and that could have really fucked up his whole point situation right there. And I, I agree. Think, I think that was definitely a reality check for him to be like, you know what, I might just chill out, get second, third, whatever, this thing's in the bag if, as long as I stay here. Because if he starts battling for the win with Stewart, something catastrophic could probably happen to either one of them. Yeah. Well, so, but I think going into Vegas, Stewart has never really had that much luck in Vegas. Villapoto. I think to think that he doesn't have one more race win, I'd be surprised personally. And if Stu goes out on a tear and, say, wins out the rest of the season, man, that sure shut up. Holy Brixton's farts thing. <laughs> oh. Oh, another paint peeler. Oh, God. <laughs> See, I haven't smelled a single one, you guys. No, like, it stops you from breathing. Like, it stops your throat. <laughs> my <laughs> eyes are burning. <laughs> And yeah, read my laugh button. It's offensive to all five senses. <laughs> it even looks terrible. Oh, <laughs> no, but I. I... <coughs> Good job, buddy. Good job. I don't. I don't think Stewart can win out the last three races. Because yeah, something Stewart-ish can happen. Villapoto's gonna get pissed and just pull out a win. I forget that. That's just stop my train of thought. <laughs> That'll do that. Yeah. Sorry. Good job, man. Good job. We will send you to the military. We will bottle those. <laughs> Chemical warfare. Uh, Mind numbing. Via 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 Brixton. Um, he's uh, he's been dropping bombs all day long. Um, but uh, getting back to the getting back to the racing a little bit, um, I think it was a, it was a bad night for Ryan Denji. Um, minimized the damage, but I think that, like, if if it wasn't for sure done, it is now. Um, Villapoto looking at I think he had what twenty five points coming into this race. Uh, he picked up eleven on uh, on though so he's looking at a thirty six point lead with three races left. If you put that into nationals, um, national terms, he's looking at a 36-point lead with three motos to go. We'd be yeah. going into uh, the second half of the of the second last national of the year, and with that type of lead, there's there's no making up those points. Uh, Villapoto would literally have to have a DNF, a terrible night, and still uh, and still have to have some shit happen for him to pull to to fall back into the clutches of those guys. Because like even at eleven point like he's got a, a even if he DNFs and ends up getting a tenth, he's still right in there with those guys. They have to not only catch him, but then they have to pass him in points, and that's another that's a whole other bag of worms. So um, as far as uh, like as far as two thousand and fourteen is concerned, I think you can handle hand Villapoto the championship. <clears throat> Pretty much. Well said, Lee. And making it through St. Louis, he's had bad luck here in the past where he had that huge crash where he broke his legs. Who knows if he was thinking about that, but get through here, head to the future, and yeah, the championship is pretty much, well, it's been his to lose all year, but it's pretty much just his now. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. He, unless something crazy terrible happens, this is all his. Uh, one thing I noticed this year, this this from uh, St. Louis, no Dean Wilson. No, I think he had arm pumps still from last weekend. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't sign up for practice because the pen, he couldn't hold it properly. Okay, you know, you know what? He probably pumped up on Friday night's uh, autograph signing. True. That could happen. But that, no, that's, uh, you know, maybe they're just giving him a weekend off from people like us bugging him and saying stupid shit like that. But, yeah. you know, or maybe something happened during the week. But yeah, they sure Well, he did. Ju- he much. jumped back on the toddler bike, uh, getting ready for going to the uh, the West Round next weekend True. in uh, in Houston. Uh, so I guess that race stint with uh, the two two motorsports is done. Uh, Justin Brayton currently sitting in fifth place in the points. Um, he's he's a few ahead of Barsha, but uh, obviously tonight hurts him. Um, but I, I think he's he's your best bet to, uh, to 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 finish out the season in the top five. Well, for sure, Brayton is a good bet. I think we were talking about that during the race. Like, He's a good starter. He's good in whoops. He jumps sections that are only him and Stewart-able. So putting yourself in that level of riding, what else do you need to uh, to get top fives? Like, he's, he's up there with those guys now. If he can just, you know, fire off a win, maybe a couple seconds here and there, he might put himself up towards the top next year. 
Totally agree. You know, like, um, there's, there's, there's been a lot of up and down seasons so far this year, and if I look at guys uh, throughout the points who aren't there, and this might, might kind of uh, go back to uh, why some of these guys are having some pretty decent finishes by the end. Now you see guys like Josh Grant, um, Will Hahn, who crashed tonight, he's out. Uh, within those the top 10 points. Uh, Chad Reed, up until tonight, was already still in top 10 uh, in points. Uh, Matt Gerke, uh, Ivan Tedesco, Jake Weimer, D- Dean Wilson, all of those guys, Cole, Cole, even Cole Seeley, those guys were not there tonight, uh, which which lot, led a lot of guys like uh, uh, Chris Bloss, uh, uh, Nick Way, to finally uh, get inside the top um, 13. He, well, he was inside the top 13 grabbing 11th. Uh, he had himself a great ride. He had a, he had a decent night having to get through the LCQ. Uh, a bit of a, a mishap in the semi. Ended up him back in the LCQ. Good ride from uh, the 27 machine. Uh, but that I think that's what allowed... That what kind of... Um, why we're seeing guys like Lieber, um, Ben LeMay coming back from injury and getting a 16th. Cody Gilmore... Um, 15th has to be his career best. I think so. Yeah, he's he's def. That's one of the. It's got to be a highlight for him, you know. Like he's, he's uh, three years off of coming back from from cancer, and he's fifteenth uh, place in a in a Supercross. Uh, got a hats off to him. Um, not a great night for the uh, the seven deuce deuce. Adam yeah. Entiknap ends up. He was in Travisburg position in the LCQ, but he ends up uh, on the ground, and he looked pretty upset about it. I don't think he's going to be able to even eat tonight. Well, it was probably because the chick put cheese on his meatball yeah, sub. Switched it up and, from the no cheese. You know, if you put cheese on your meatball sub for lunch, that just your day's going to go wrong. It's going to be really, really, really whack. Yeah, and just it's you're just setting yourself up wrong. So I think you know maybe just check out Quiznos. It's it's just a beautiful thing. It's toasty. And, you know, maybe just dropped out the subway for a bit. They were the original toasters. Oh, and that freaking chicken bacon carbonara is just delicious. Don't even get me started on the carbonara. Yeah, I'm fucking hungry now. I want one. Oh, me and Lee are both super hungry. Probably need to grab some on the way home. (laughs) Um, But uh, either way, Andrew Short, he pinned out the the night night in 8th place. Another top 10 for the uh, BTO Sports KTM rider, um, that seems to be his spot. He's right in between, he's right in that sixth to ninth area. He'll stay there until he retires. You guys agree? I concur, sir. He's comfortable there. Absolutely. That he's like he's, groove, he's, he's he's he doesn't like to make too much of a splash. Like obviously, like if you talk to him, I'd like, he'd rather be winning motos. But his personality, his demeanor, his body English says. Seventh to nine or well, sixth to nine. If he doesn't like to make a splash, maybe he should get into professional diving after his screws over. Fair enough. Uh, that's that's definitely a possibility. Um, but either way, um, I was, what, the next thing I wanted to get into was um, was Will Hahn. He had himself a huge get off yeah, and amazing. absolutely ragdolled yeah. himself. Either one of you had anything like that before? Oh, many times. <laughs> Like, but those times, that's when you're coming up to a rhythm section. You know, there's something you got to concentrate and get right. And you already fucked up the one before it. So you're like, oh God, this is going to hurt. And then he gets kicked off. So the only thing he's holding on is his hand. So he's panic revving. Smash your face off the bars and then straight, like, double axle. It looked know. like the, both the the crown of his helmet hit the, uh, the next three foot hump there. Yeah. Well, and that's going to wake you up. He, or I, I for sure put him out. Yeah. yeah, it looked like he yeah. clipped either his face or off that first little three footer or the front tire or whatever. But he was he was out long before he hit the ground. Yeah, you could tell the whole time flying the through the air. He was total ragdoll mode. Yeah, and he was done by then. And when he hit the ground, he didn't feel it because looks was like not a collarbone and uh, like obviously they can plate it. You can ride with uh, with a broken collarbone. Uh, so you guys figure he gets that fixed, and we see him for Hangtown, or I guess now the f- the first race of the year would be Glen Helen. Well, yeah, or even you never know, he might duct tape himself together and head out for Vegas. But he's been having such a good year that's just super unfortunate that that happened. He's such a good guy, you know, everybody likes him. But yeah, it looks like it's gonna be a collarbone, and who knows what else? Like probably a lot of pain. Like he stopped dead yeah. twice. Type of thing, you know, yeah. Like oh, smack for sure. And then bounce, flip, and then stop dead again. 
So, like, yeah, he's going to be sore for a little bit. Well, yeah, that's pure pure speculation on the broken collarbone thing. Yeah. Just from the way that he uh, was kind of pronated forward with his shoulders rolled and, and really trying to support that area. Uh, he didn't look to be in too much comfort, and uh, who knows what he's going through this evening. I'm sure he's still in quite a bit of pain. Um, like your butthole. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, that was a good one. Um, so you have we have three milestone three milestone assassins in the uh, in the main event tonight. They make a bit of a splash. Um, I know Mel and you rode at that track. Um, tell me what kind of soil they're dealing with over at the milestone facility. Well, I think the Supercross track was pretty hard, but it it's they take care of their shit every day. So those guys are lucky to be riding with those guys, and I think. You know, when we were there, there was Weimer there, Short was there. So top guys ride there to gauge yourself. And I think that's just a really good thing that, well, yeah, they allow the privateers. I think they give them a break out there and they let the guys chase down these factory guys. So the soil, you know, probably typical California stuff. But, you know, I think it's more the experiences that really has given these guys a chance that they come out here on the weekend. They're like, hey, I chased this guy down all week. I can, you know, kind of stick with them and whatever. Do that? Yeah. He fanned that one out. And, uh, <laughs> but I think it's really helping with, you know, the Tapias, the Nick Schmitz, and the Seven Deuce Deuce of the sorts. And it's really going to pay off in the future just having those tracks to ride. With, ride. And heading into the outdoors, I think it's going to be interesting to see if these guys that are consistent, or, you know, not consistent, but, you know, making main events now if they're going to be dropping top 20s or they're just going to be dropping bombs like Brixton keeps doing. <laughs> Don't kick me, that was terrible. <laughs> Brixton, you are a stinker and uh, so is Michael Lessie. Uh He went backwards this, this main, uh, proving that the MCR um, 450 is clearly has a reverse. He should it, just get on a Suzuki. He should. He yeah. should see if Suzuki will even... He can even go buy one. Yeah, They're like, not that expensive. That he probably bike and huh? just hop on a Suzuki. With already. some of his sponsorship money and, and whatever he made tonight in the main, he can probably go ahead and buy himself a brand new RMZ 450. And uh, I guarantee... Uh, throw it, some parts on it. Yeah, hey, throw it. Go racing. Go to a place like uh, Capital Motorsports. Get yourself uh, some race tech suspension. And, and red uh, power band. A red power band, and we all uh, know those are the good ones. I yeah, well, blue, I heard the blue power bands are the best. No, dude, Nick sold me on the on the blue ones, and and the red ones are pretty close, depending on what kind of hit you want. But there are those like, new rib go, power bands for your pleasure too. Yeah, they go on two strokes. Go see, uh, go see Nick Voth at uh, Capital Motorsports. Ask him about the power band special, and uh, he'll help you out one hundred percent. So. The 450 class is locked up. I think Davalos has the the 250 championship as well. He's, no, he uh, doesn't. Shut your mouth. No. I think I. He's he gonna, can think whatever the fuck you want. When Bungle's holding that number one, play he's going to Davalos this one. No, yeah. I, I think I'll you guys are wrong. One yeah. little Davalos. Davalos is now a new word in the dictionary one. for severely fucking something up. Yeah. Like you really, I, you'll never know. What you it really is. Davalos that one. You can crash that many times <laughs> in practice. Win the heat, and then you know, like, I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on my soapbox and say Davalos is gonna win this. Where's the soapbox? You're sitting down. Either way, in tight pink Cinesolo pants. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. I am wearing tight, somewhat pink, purple, yellow. 1995 Cinesolo SCX2 pants. We're gonna take a picture and upload that as the the Zell Mike Mike 1999 green Cinesolo jersey. I want to keep this, by the way. No, fuck you. <laughs> um, either way, I think uh, good comeback ride from uh, Tomac. A sixth a, a sixth place position is decent from him. You don't pose for him. Um, and uh, I. <laughs> I pose for all pictures, bro. Clearly Instagramming happening during the podcast. Yeah, the Instagramming is always happening during Big MX Podcasts. Uh, if you would like to um, be a part of that, um, you're not allowed to. So, um, too bad. Hashtag um, SX on Big MX. Okay, so moving, in, moving into Houston, uh, the... Four, the, the um, the West 250 guys come back. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. Banana. I'm not sure if you guys remember the 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 West class from the 250s, but uh, Jason Anderson on the Rockstar uh, Motorsports KTM. Uh, he's currently got the lead. He's got a um, looks like not much of a lead. That's a four point lead over over Cole Seeley. Close battle there. Got Justin Hill. Uh, I believe he won the last. Uh, or no wait. Yeah, he, he he well like he didn't win the last race. No, yeah, he did. I think he Get did. Get your fucking shit straight. Wow. Start with you're just having right? an argument with yourself there, and you lost. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So okay, yeah, Justin Justin Hill coming off of a victory uh, at San Diego. He's he's got the hot hand if it hasn't cooled off a little bit in the last uh, uh, eight to nine weeks. There, um, he's 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 got a little bit of momentum. But uh, Jason Anderson with a five point lead coming in. Um, think of, to see more of the same as they head into Houston. Definitely, I, I like I like Hill winning that round. He rode good. He deserves it. He's fucking fast. And, yeah, kind of throw a wrench into that stuff. I mean, Sealy's been riding the 450. He's got some experience. I think Anderson's going to have a good year coming out. But I think Anderson's going to win the title. Sealy's going to get second. But moving into the 450s, I think Sealy might. You know, those 450 rides are going to help him going into next year. And he might have a head up, which is that's what everything matters. Like, 250 championships are great and all. But all that is is a stepping stone to the 450 class. Right. And I think going into the future, Sealy's going to be the elite coming out of there. Hill still's got another year in that class. I think next year he has a good chance for that win. Mm-hmm. Rack up some more wins with uh, this one that he just got. But I do think, yeah, he should have some momentum. There's no reason why he can't podium on the way out. But if I remember correctly, the Sealy and Anderson crashed off the start of that race. Correct. Uh, they did. Yeah. The well, no. Um, Sealy. They he, both, they he, both no, he led the shirt. first. He f- led the first lap, and uh, but Anderson was eleventh on the first lap of uh, of San Diego. He ripped through the pack to a second place position. Cole Sealy came across the the stripe on the first lap in first, fell back to fourth. Um, I think if I if I have uh, some a few bucks to throw down, I'd say that uh, Cole Seeley is your he might still steal a win on the way out, but I think he's your second through fourth place guy, and um, Anderson uh, keeps his points lead and, and continues it forward. No, I, I don't know. I think second to fourth, you got to give Seeley a little bit more credit. He has the speed. He's won the races and. Well, there's a couple of races so far this year that he's been leading up until the last couple of corners, so. There's no reason he can't make those two corners and finish off the season or finish off the race. Okay, so like you, you think there uh, there's a little bit more to I think that. Sealy and seats. Anderson are very similar in speed, um, and right now they're both training hard going into there, both thinking they're going to win, wanting to win. Yeah, and you know it could go either way. I'm gonna have to give it to Anderson. I think he seems to be the aggressor of the two. They're definitely both fast, but when it comes down to in a bar banging situation, I would take Anderson. I think Ross. I think you're right. I think Ross Speed Cole, Cole Seeley has it. I think about aggression and racecraft. I think uh, Jason Anderson has the upper hand, especially he's uh, a young kid. He doesn't know how to, to let it off, and uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna push it. So you you think that he would push it, and you'd be in with Lee and him on a banging situation. Probably, yeah. Maybe you'd, right. see the young, you'd think the young guys really know how to let it off more than the older guys do. Well, yeah, you've proven that to be true. It's true. But, uh, yeah, that's the, the wrap-up from St. Louis. Uh, Martin Davalos taking home your 250 main. Um, James Stewart taking home your 450. Um, mains for, uh, for, for Houston. What are your picks, guys? Stewart. Stewart Woo! takes four, four in a row? Yep. I'm taking Tevin Tapia. 
Tevin Tapia, Tevin. he goes from uh, making his first main in 2014 to right winning it. Of the box. Perfect. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and take um, I'm going to take RV for the win in Houston. Uh, in the past, we've had some really good dirt there, uh, lots of traction, and that helps out a guy who uses a lot of the rear wheel. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, it kind of contradicts my earlier statement that I didn't think he was going to win any. That, I was but just uh, with that. didn't uh, I don't I don't really care. This is my <laughs> podcast, and yeah, I can do what I want. It. That's yeah. right. So uh, yeah, over and out. Uh, see you next week. Later. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.